Before we get into today's reflection, a few quick announcements. As we move towards Easter, we have a number of Holy Week events to help us journey with Jesus to the cross, through the grave, and into resurrection life. Remember that Tuesday night is our Passover meal, Wednesday is our first Wednesday worship night, Friday is our Good Friday service, Friday night through Sunday morning is our continuous prayer vigil, and of course, Sunday morning is our Easter celebration. To find out more about these events or to sign up for an hour of prayer over the weekend, visit gracecityportland.org. Now here's our Lent reflection. Hi everyone, this is Simon, and for today's Lent reflection, we are going to read from Luke chapter 22, verses 14 through 34. When the hour came, Jesus and his apostles reclined at the table, and he said to them, I have eagerly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat it again until it finds fulfillment in the kingdom of God. After taking the cup, he gave thanks and said, Take this and divide it among you. For I tell you, I will not drink again from the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And he took bread, gave thanks and broke it, and gave it to them, saying, This is my body, given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after the supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. But the hand of him who is going to betray me is with mine on the table. The Son of Man will go, as has been decreed, but woe to that man who betrays him. They began to question among themselves which of them it might be who would do this. And a dispute also arose among them as to which of them was considered to be the greatest. Jesus said to them, The kings of the Gentiles lord it over them, and those who exercise authority over them call themselves benefactors. But you are not to be like that. Instead, the greatest among you should be like the youngest, and the one who rules like the one who serves. For who is greater, the one who is at the table or the one who serves? Is it not the one who is at the table? But I am among you as one who serves." You are those who have stood by me in my trials, and I confer on you a kingdom, just as my Father conferred one on me, so that you may eat and drink at my table in my kingdom, and sit on thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to sift all of you as wheat. But I have prayed for you, Simon, that your faith may not fail, and when you have turned back, strengthen your brothers. But he replied, Lord, I am ready to go with you to prison and to death. Jesus answered, I tell you, Peter, before the rooster crows today, you will deny me three times that you know me. What an iconic moment. Jesus and the twelve sitting around the table, eating, drinking, the apostles listening to Jesus talk about the kingdom of God, as well as some mysterious reference to the true meaning of this Passover meal they're sharing. And, of course, there's that ominous statement Jesus makes towards the end of the meal when he says, 
The hand of him who's going to betray me is with mine on the table. And you can virtually feel the tension in the room. What an intense moment. And then a dispute breaks out among them. What a predictably human moment. Jesus is talking about his imminent betrayal. And then, instead of anyone pausing to ask how he's doing or how they might support him in the moment, they all just kind of make it about themselves. Who's he talking about? Who do such a thing? Not me, never. I'm way better than that. I'm better than you. Are you kidding me? I'm the greatest disciple ever. Awkward silence. In our most anxious moments, us humans do tend to somehow make it all about ourselves. But then there's Jesus. He is such a great leader and a totally secure person. In the midst of all their bickering, Jesus doesn't lash out. He doesn't roll his eyes, I don't think or withdraw emotionally. He doesn't condescend them or shame them. Jesus stays engaged. He continues to patiently instruct his disciples, reminding them what true greatness looks like in his kingdom. He affirms their faithfulness as those who've stood by him in his trials. He reminds them of their destiny in his kingdom. And then he turns to Simon Peter directly Even though he knows that Simon is about to deny him, Jesus assures him. Simon, he says, know this, Satan's coming for you, but I am on your side. I've prayed for you, and though you may fall, your faith will not fail, because I am faithful, and I am for you. You will fulfill your calling, because faithful is he who's called you. Jesus is such a great leader and such an incredible friend. Let's pray. Lord, in the intense and anxious moments of our lives, help us to remember who you are and what you're really like. I confess, I too have a tendency to feel insecure at times. And occasionally I'll even catch myself making everything all about Simon. I start comparing myself to others, getting defensive, assuming motives, sometimes even forgetting to consider what might be on your heart in a certain moment. And I'm sorry for that. But Lord, you are so patient and so faithful. You are for us, even when you know we're going to fail. Jesus, Thank you for being such a good leader and a constantly faithful friend. We love you, and it's in your name we pray. Amen.